Luke chapter 1, verse 31 through 38. It says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Say that with me. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Let's say that again. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Hallelujah. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now we see here, that Mary was a young teenager. How many know the age of uh, the approximate age of Mary during that time? Just, just shoot me. Uh, uh, younger than that, she was about fourteen years old. Now imagine this. I, I, I mean, a child, pretty much, fourteen years old. Here's Mary. Then Gabriel, who is an angel that is a messenger of God, shows up. I bet that Mary was pretty scared. Can you imagine like you're like in your room and then boom, an angel shows up with a powerful message. You'd be like, whoa, what? I mean, anything that is supernatural, I mean, shocks us in the natural, right? How many have ever experienced something from God that you're like, my goodness, that kind of is scary a little bit, you know? And then the angel shows up and he says, uh, Mary, you know, uh, you're the servant of the Lord. Behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And then he begins to prophesy about the destiny of, of Jesus. And then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? In other words, since I'm a virgin, how can this be? How can that be? And then the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, and then he said something powerful. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And I want to speak to you today about the favor of God. About expecting the favor of God to come upon your life. If you're a child of God, you and I should be expecting God's favor. What is God's favor? It is something you don't deserve in the natural. But just because of your position, God will bless you. Just because I'm a child of God, He'll spoil me, if I should say it that way. Just because I'm a child of God and have a relationship with Him, He will promote me. He will bless me. He will protect me. He will put me in certain positions that I didn't choose or I didn't even fight for. He will position myself and He'll bless me beyond measure just because. That's the favor of God. Favor of God is when everybody's struggling to make ends meet and God's blessing with overflow 
out of the blue something happens to you and then that you got you got favor you're promoted in your job even though you're not working for that long but some uh, your boss saw something special in you and promoted you to a certain level in your job that nobody ever got this position before and then that position is available for you that's the favor of god Faith, I'm not saying uh, to excuse laziness or anything like that, but what I'm saying is the favor will add things to you that you did not fight for as a blessing, as grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. And now, let me, let me tell you something. Uh, God saw something in Mary, chose Mary to uh, uh, bear Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He saw something in a 14-year-old girl that he sent Gabriel to speak a message to her and say, you're going to bear a son called Jesus, and he'll be great, and there'll be no end for his kingdom. Then Mary says, how can this be? You and I many times ask the same question, how can this be? God says, I'm going to promote you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your ministry. I'm going to bless your family. I'm going to bless you financially. I'm going to bless you in every way possible. And you say, and you look at your situation currently, you say, how can this be? How many ever faced that situation? When God says something to you, it's like, how can this be? It's all over the Bible. God spoke to Jeremiah. I called you to be a prophet to the nation. I've known you before your mother's womb. You're a prophet to the nation. He says, Lord, how can this be? I'm only a child. And he was 23 years old when he said that. <laughs> how can this be? You and I ask the same question. The Lord has promises for your life, has promises for your family, has promises for, for your children or your children's children or your generation. And he says, Lord, how can this be? Because you and I have a tendency. We look things into the natural. We, we, can't, we kind of have a tendency to measure things by our bank account, by our social influence, by our size, by our family, by our background or our language or our culture. We kind of measure things by what our eyes can see. And usually you and I will think, how can this be? You know, my, my, you know, some of you may say, but my, grand, my grandfather was, was not a good man. He was, and he was in, in trouble, and, 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 and he was a drug addict or, 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 or alcoholic or this, and my father was the same way. And then so, I mean, listen, you don't have to keep the same bad stuff that your generation had. You can be the one who will stop and say, from now on, my generation shall be different. From now on, uh, my generation shall serve the Lord. And we're going to live as more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I'm the one who's going to break the cycle of an entire generation. And my lineage will be different than my previous lineage. Yes. Hallelujah. I believe that God wants to raise up a generation of people who are going to break the cycle of the enemy. Who are going to uh, write a different story. I believe that God wants some of you to write a different story from what your family had. I don't care what kind of background you had. I don't care how your father and mother was. I don't care how, how your cousin was how, or your uncle or your aunt. Listen, God has a different story for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I believe that with Mary, she asked this question, why? Because she was a virgin. 
She said, how can I give birth? How can I conceive a baby when I have not known any man? And then the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. In other words, Mary, it is not by the natural means that this is going to happen. It's by my supernatural favor, by my supernatural power that I'm going to cause to come upon you. And, and this birth will be different from any kind of birth that has ever existed. In other words, don't look only to what your eyes can see. Look to the favor of God. God is telling some of you, I'm going to give you a house. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you a piece of land. I'm going to give you, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you a new job. I'm going to promote you financially. I'm going to bless you spiritually. You're going to be used by God. I remember when people gave prophetic words to my life saying, you're going to travel the nations. And I'm going to look at my bank account. And I'm like, how can this be? <laughs> how can this be? You're going to go to all over the world. It's like, man, a plane ticket is expensive. I mean, any plane ticket is expensive to go overseas. And, and then people say, you're going to travel all over the world. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and I look at my balance, it's like, it doesn't look like it. How can this be? And then God's going to be like, man, don't come. If God called you to do things that were possible, then it is not God because you've got the glory. God called you and I to do the impossible. Yes. God called you and I to do things that men can not do that no man can get the credit for hallelujah he called you and i to do things that no one can get the credit for by him when people look at your life and i say man i see the hand of god on that couple i see the hand of god on that young man i see the hand of god it is the hand of god that is on him it is the favor of god that is on him and so mary asked this question as you and i ask this question oftentimes how can this be Like Gideon also, God called him, you're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty man, mighty warrior. You're, you're a mighty man. And, and he's like, is, is that me? You're talking to me? God, who are you talking to? I don't see that mighty man. I don't see that mighty man of, of, of war. I don't, I don't see that. Who, who is it? You are. God will call your destiny even before you believe it. He will speak to you and He'll call you out. And He'll say, listen, I see something great. I see something precious in your life. I see something powerful in your life. And I'm putting it in your life even before you see it. I'm declaring and decreeing. God is the one who calls things that are not as though they were. Hallelujah. God is saying, a mighty man of God. God is saying, mighty woman of God. And you're like... Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you are. And so Mary struggles with the same question. Sometimes you and I read the Bible and it, it is like these people are different than us. But no, let me tell you, they were just flesh and bone, just like we are, they were. It is like Mary was different than a 14-year-old girl today. I mean, she went through the same things. She was just like flesh and bone, just like that. We have the tendency, when we read the Bible, we go through it. It is like these people are from another planet. Have you ever, have you ever thought about that? Oh, you know, these people, you know, like Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, 
and Abraham. I mean, these folks, they were just from a different planet. No, they were just humans just like us. They had sometimes the same weaknesses that we have. They struggled with unbelief sometimes, just like we can struggle. They struggled with doubt, just like we can struggle. They struggled with fear, just like we can struggle. They had the same difficulties, the same, and, and they didn't have technology. You know? They didn't have the amount of information that we have today. They didn't have uh, iPhones or iPads back then, you know? I mean, Moses was the only one who had the cloud <laughs> and the tablet. <laughs> He, he was the first one to download from the cloud and a from a tablet, Moses. <laughs> it was just a joke, but it's true, right? The cloud and the tablets, for the Ten Commandments. But anyway, <laughs> but what I'm saying is we look into the Bible and it's like these people are not humans. But listen, these folks were just as humans as we are. They had difficulties, they had challenges, they had fears, they had um, thoughts about the future. They had f uh, uh, um, family issues sometimes. I mean, look at David. Had a child called Absalom, who was like his enemy. And, he, and David was like, David was so good, he's like, don't kill him, you know? Like, he, he, I mean, they had family struggles, they had issues in their lives. And it's not like these people are different. They were not different from us. But one thing, listen, the angel responded to Mary said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. In other words, uh, Mary, let me tell you, it is not by uh, the natural means that this is going to happen. It is not by your, your natural relationship that's going to happen. It's going to be by my supernatural power, my supernatural favor, my supernatural glory will come upon you and you shall conceive a child in his name shall be Jesus the Son of God. He'll deliver people from all their sins. In other words, I want to declare over you today, it is not going to be by your strength. It is not going to be by your uh, intelligence. It is not going to be by your finances. It is not going to be by your own doing. But what the blessing that of God that is coming upon your life is by His mighty hand of power and favor upon your life. And that you shall be glorified, God, and say, it is God who is blessing me. It is the hand of God. I give man no credit for what he's doing. Whoo! Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month, sixth month for her who was called barren. Now, now he, and, he, and he declares another miracle. The angel says, you know, your relative, Elizabeth, also had a miracle. The angel was saying, she was called barren. She's in an old age. Now she has a child. And she's in the sixth month of pregnancy. In other words, God is, is a, a, um, an expert in miracles. <laughs> your God, your Father, your Heavenly Father. Listen, God is not just this faraway being. He is your Father. He is your Daddy. And my Daddy, my Dad, my Father is an expert in miracles. He knows how to do it. He knows how to bless you. He knows how to keep His promise. He knows how to make His promise come about. 
And then he says, for with God, nothing, say nothing. nothing. Say like you mean it, nothing. nothing. Nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You say, how can this be? For with God, nothing will be impossible. How can the Lord bless my business, my family, my spiritual life? My ministry life, how can, how, can, how can he do it? For with God, nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. When things show up this week in your life that you, you have a challenge, remember this verse. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You have a child who's away from the Lord, and the devil's like, oh, you see, I got your child. And you say, oh, no, devil, no, no. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You have a problem in your family that you have a hard time dealing with certain stuff and certain things. And you remember, for with God, nothing will be impossible. You have a problem at your job. Some situation has come up. You have a challenging thing. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You have a hard time believing for God's dreams for your life. You have a dream about a certain thing and you're like, how can this be? Remember, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And you begin to declare and begin to allow this to come into your spirit and come alive. Listen, when you feed yourself with the word of God, your spirit will come alive. And it will give hope and confidence. Hallelujah. For with God, say with God, nothing will be impossible. Now look at verse 38. It's really powerful as well. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord... Let it be done to me according to your word. Now Mary, first Mary had a question. How can this be? This question came from doubt of the flesh. Because you and I also are in the natural world. Right? Just touch yourself. You're made of flesh and blood. So you're human as well. And sometimes we can feel our humanity. We can feel that, man, I'm tired of this problem. I'm just, I'm just tired of this issue in my life. My goodness, I'm just tired of this problem in my family. I'm just tired of this problem in, in, with my friends or relationship, whatever it is. I mean, I'm tired of this. How many have ever felt that way? Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm just tired of this. Cannot take this anymore. How can this be, Lord? You can ask the Lord, how can this be? You say this. Your word says that. How can this be? And then the angel said, nothing will be impossible with God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. He will overshadow you and he'll make things happen for you. But then Mary said something really powerful. When Mary understood that the angel was speaking the truth, when Mary understood that it was not by her natural doing that things were going to happen, let me tell you something for you. Maybe you're struggling with some situation in your personal life. And you're asking the Lord, how can this be? And the Lord is saying to you today, it is not by your natural ability that things are going to change. But it is by my power and my favor that is going to come upon your life. As you position yourself, I'm going to cause it to happen upon your life. And things are going to turn around. Mary understood. When, when, when she heard the angel and she believed the angel, she had to believe for it. Because the angel is speaking, she asked the question, how can this be? Then the angel answered, and she had to believe the reply of the angel. 
Some of us ask God questions and God answers to us. You, you better believe what he says. Lord, how can this be? No, this is going to happen. I'm going to do it for you. you know, is it really? No, I mean, believe what God says. <laughs> how many of us have a hard time believing what God says sometimes? It shouldn't be that way. God says he's a man of his word. He, he never fails his word. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. If God said he will bless you, he will, uh, trust me, he will trust him at all times. If God said he will do this, he will do exactly what he said he did. He, he's going to do. He'll do exactly what he said he's going to do. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man he should repent. He's faithful to his word. And so Mary, when she heard the reply of the angel, she said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. In other words, said, Here am I. Let these that you said be accomplished and fulfilled in my life. I'm here and I'm positioning myself to the fulfillment of the promises of God. That's what she said. She's not like, she asked a question, how can this be? You and I asked the same question, how can this be, Lord? Look at my finances, look at my family, look at my problem, look at my weaknesses, look at my temper, look at my this and look at my that, and look at how, how messed up my past is, my background is, what I have done in the past, and, and look at my feelings and my anxiety and my this and my that, and you have all excuses before God. And God says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And the power of the, of the highest is going to overshadow you. And I'm going to cause my favor to come upon you. And you're going to be blessed. Then your position now is not to question anymore, but to say, Lord, let it be done in me according to your word. You and I have a task. You know what the task is? Position ourselves to the blessing. Position ourselves to do God's will. Let me give an example. If it is raining outside, which is not, by the way, but if it is raining outside and you want to get wet, if you stay here, you're just going to watch, but you're not going to wet. You're not going to get wet. You need to step out and go to the place where it's raining in order to get wet. It is the same thing with God. You, gotta, you and I have a, have, have a job in it. What, what is our part? What is my part? Position myself into doing God's will and say, Lord, let it be done. I'm going to do my part. What is my part? Position myself and say, here I am, Lord. Whatever you ask, I'm here to give. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. Whatever you tell me to say, I'll say it. Whatever you, you tell me to go, I'll go. I'll position myself. Now, when you do your part, he'll do his part. Because his part is to fulfill his word. You cannot fulfill his word. He will fulfill his word in you. Does that make sense? So Mary, when she heard, she said, Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And we know the, the rest of this story. It happened exactly as the angel said. Why? Because Mary heard and Mary said, I believe it now. And let it be done to me according to your word. Now God is telling some of you, God has dreams for some of your lives. And he's saying, I want you to establish this. I want you to, to do this. I want you to accomplish this. And you say, how can this be, Lord? And the Lord says, okay, I'm going to reply to you. My power. 
power is going to come upon you. My Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And I'm going to cause my favor to come upon you. And I'm going to place in that position to do exactly what I told you to do. And then your job is to say, Lord, here am I. Just like Isaiah, remember? Same struggle has been happening all throughout the Bible. Isaiah, the Bible says he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his robe filled the temple. He saw the glory of the Lord. And he saw the angels. They were singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. How many remember the passage? Isaiah chapter 6. And then what did he say? Oh, look how wonderful. I saw the Lord. That's awesome. No, he said, woe to me. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. And then the, the Lord always has a response. The Lord said, no problem, Isaiah. I see. I see that you have unclean lips. That's true. You live among, among, among a people of unclean lips? No problem. I'll send my angel to touch your lips with coals of fire. And then woo, here the angels come flying. And then gets the coals of fire, touch his lips. In other words, God was fixing the problem. God knows your weaknesses. <laughs> don't, don't you think that God knows exactly what your weaknesses are? If you know your weakness, how much more the Lord? Don't you think that God knew Peter, that Jesus knew the weakness of Peter? Peter had a temper, man. You know, he had a, a sword, and then people came to arrest Jesus. Oh, really? You're going to arrest him? Let me pull up my sword here, and boom, he cut the man's ear. I mean, he had a, that boy had a temper. All right? Didn't Jesus know he had a temper? But he didn't cast him away. He said, I'm going to work in that. I'm going to work in that, but I'm, I'm not going to throw you away because of your weaknesses. I'm going to work with you, even though you have this temper. I'm going to work with you. There's no problem, Peter. I'll just fix the guy's ears for a moment right now, but I'm going to work with you later. <laughs> God knew the weakness. Didn't God know Moses' weaknesses as well? Remember in the book of Exodus, there were uh, uh, Israelites fighting uh, against an Egyptian, and then the Israelite, you know, Moses got so mad, he killed the Egyptian. I'm not, I'm not, the Bible doesn't justify it. A lot of people don't understand that when the Bible mentions something, it does not mean the Bible agrees with that. But he killed the Egyptian guy and buried him, and he was wandering around for 40 years. Yet God didn't go like, you know, Moses, you're disqualified. Don't allow your past to disqualify you. Don't allow your weaknesses to disqualify you because they, they don't. In the sight of God, God sees that your weakness and He sees your heart and He wants the blood of Jesus to wash away every sin from your life. And He wants to use your life. Don't allow anything that you've done in the past to disqualify you from God's purpose. I'm going to say that again because some of you need it. <laughs> don't allow your past or the things that happen in your life to disqualify you from God's purpose. Because many times God will use that very thing that you're ashamed of to set other people free. God will use that thing that you hate about your life. And He'll use you. Well, he'll redeem it. He'll cleanse it. Forgive it. And He'll use that very thing to set other people free who are bound by the same things. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I sense the... the 
the presence of God here in this place. I'm telling you, God wants to set some people free here from the things that the enemy has tried to disqualify your life. And I, I, I want to prophesy over you today that you're not disqualified, that you're qualified in Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the, is the one who qualifies you through his blood. That through the blood of Jesus, all of us are qualified in him. We're not disqualified. We're not disconnected. We're connected. We're engrafted into the beloved. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so just like Peter was, was, was a, a, a man who was full of weaknesses. He was very um, tempered, uh, hot tempered. And also he was very quick to make a move sometimes. But you know, Peter had all this problem. But his heart loved Jesus. So much so that when Jesus met him at the beach, Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him three times. For every time that Peter denied Jesus, Jesus asked him, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know all things. You know I love you. I'd rather be like Peter that had weaknesses but was pliable than be like Judas, who was a hypocrite, who wanted to give money to the poor. When, when, remember when, when the woman poured perfume and anointed Jesus said that's a waste very hypocritical he said that's a waste we should just get this money and give it to the poor <laughs> but he was hypocritical but Peter was full of witness but he was pliable let us be like Peter the ones that know that, yes, we have weaknesses. Yes, we have things that we have to work on. But let us, in our hearts, say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Just like Isaiah had this problem. The angel touched him. In the next answer, the, the Lord said, who is going to go for me? And then Isaiah said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Why? There was a change of perspective because the angel touched his lips. Just like Mary, how can this be, Lord? The angel said, the power of the Lord is going to overshadow you. And you're going to conceive the baby called Jesus. Then her next reply was, not how can this be? Because the Lord already told her. Her next reply was, Lord, here's the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be done in my life according to your word. I want to declare this over your life today. Maybe you're going through a difficult season. Maybe you're going through a difficult season in your personal life. In your emotions, in your feelings, in your family, in your finances, in your spiritual life, in your calling, in your ministry, in your maybe you have an identity crisis. And you say, How can this be? And the Lord says, My power will come upon you. Don't try to figure everything out. <laughs> How many are, are like that sometimes? You want to try to figure everything out. I'm like that sometimes. And how can this happen? You know, how I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't see it coming. Begin to expect the favor of God. And that's the message. They begin to expect the favor of God to touch your life. Don't look into your future, looking into the natural only, but begin to expect God's favor to run after you. Look into your future, expecting God's favor to meet you there. Because actually, as a matter of fact, God's favor is going to lead you there. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. In other words, I'm going to walk here. Tomorrow I'm here, but God, the Holy Spirit is leading my steps. 
He's going with me to Russia. He's going with me to Finland. He's, go, he's, he's coming back with me here because I'll be back. Amen. He, he, uh, hallelujah. He's going to keep leading me. The Bible says, amen. The Bible says he, he keeps leading me. He's leading you into your promise. Every day that goes by, you're going into the direction of the promises of God for your life. Every day that goes by, you're stepping into the promised land. I believe I'm going to prophesy over you that you're stepping into the promised land. And God is leading you into the promised land, which He promised to you long ago. Don't be afraid of how it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Don't try to figure everything out. It's going to happen. God knows exactly what He's going to do, when He's going to do it. All you need to do is to position yourself and say, Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. I'm here. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. And I'm here ready to receive and to be all you have called me to be. Amen. Can someone shout amen? Amen. Be like Mary today. Not just the first question, because the first question, all oh, you got it. How can this be? You already asked this question anyway. I know some of you are like, how can this be? This question, you got it already. But be like the second question. The second question, which she answered, Lord, here is the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. In other words, I'm not going to doubt your promise. I'm not going to doubt what you said because everything you say is true. You are not only, you don't have the truth, you are the truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's not, he doesn't have the truth. He is the truth. So when he speaks, nothing can come out wrong because when he speaks, it's truth coming out. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and life. So when God speaks something over you, how many have ever received a promise from God? That you know it's, I'm not just talking about a pizza dream that you had. I'm not just going to talk about a dream that you had when you ate so much barbecue. I'm just talking about a thing, a promise or a prophetic word that you know, that you know, that you know that it is God. How many, how many have that assurance about something? Amen. Let me tell you this. It's going to happen. It's a done deal. The only thing you need to do is to say, Lord, let it be done in me. I'm here. You know my address. You know my social security number. Amen. Hallelujah. You know how many hairs are in my head. And, and some people don't have hair. God knows as well. Amen. But, uh, but God knows everything about your life. He knows your address. He knows, he knows your mistakes, your failures. And he's not impressed and he's not scared by that. But I, I, I have this problem. Well, God knows it. He didn't disqualify you. Oh, but I struggle with that. It doesn't matter. But I had this issue. It doesn't matter. It, it, it didn't change God's mind about, about who he thinks you are. It didn't change God. I'm not, I'm not condoning sin here, but what I'm saying is don't allow the things, even sin. I, I mean, David, I mean, tell you what, he did some crazy bad stuff. And why the Bible by no means condones that and approves of that, it shows that even then, when his heart was inclined towards God, God said, here is a man after my heart. A man according to my heart. I'm going to tell you one more thing and I'm going to pray for you. Because I know some people may be hungry. How many are hungry? One person, two people are hungry, three. 
How many give you five more minutes to, for me to speak? Okay, five more. Two people give me five, I got 10 minutes right there on the back. <laughs> five and five. <laughs> Naturally speaking, who committed a greatest sin, Saul or David? Come on. I mean, in our human mind. Saul, remember Saul, God commanded him to, to go and kill all the enemies and everybody in the, the camp. And then the Amalekites, and then he, he didn't. He didn't obey. He had, the, he had the animals. He's like, no, no, I, I'm going to kill everybody. Come on. And he didn't, he, he took, for, I mean, he didn't obey. He disobeyed God bluntly. Then David, we know David. Bathsheba and all of that. Killed Uriah. I mean, it's terrible. In our minds, who would be worse? David. For sure. But for God, because God doesn't see all, only what we can see in the natural, like the natural appearance of things. He sees down deep the depths of people's hearts. He sees the core of your being. He sees your inclinations, your desires, and he, sees, and he saw something in the heart of David that even though he sinned, when, when he realized what he had done for real, he came into real, true repentance before the Lord. And said, no, I got no excuse. I'm not trying to make up an excuse for, you know, I did this because, because I, was, I, was, I was feeling bad, you know. I was just feeling tired of, uh, you know, going to church. I, I, went, I wanted to mess it up a little bit. That was just, you know, uh, that's how I was feeling, you know. Uh, <laughs> in today's society, we have a justification for anything, you know what I mean? So David didn't act like that. He said, no, Lord, I'm wrong. And he wrote Psalms 51, which we know that beautiful psalm of repentance unto the Lord. And then Lord, the Lord said, you're forgiven. He had consequences. Let me, say, let me tell you that. He had huge consequences for what he did. Terrible. Terrible consequences. But he was forgiven. And, and he was not disqualified. Stand to your feet right now. Some of you are, are like Mary. You're saying, how can this be, Lord? I know you got this promise over my life. I know you got, you got this word. How can this be? <laughs> How can this be? And the Lord says, my Holy Spirit will overshadow you. He will come upon you. My Holy Spirit will touch you. And you will be free. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know wh where your weakness is. I just want you to come before the Lord and be like Mary. Just lift your hands to heaven if you can right now at this moment. Just lift your hands unto the Lord. And just ask the Lord to speak to you. I want, I want to declare over you today that the Spirit of the Lord is here. Just like we were singing that song earlier. That the atmosphere is changing. 
that a miracle can happen now because the Holy the Spirit of the Lord is here. That's our prayer today, that He will come and break through, that He will come and break through in areas of your life that you need to touch from Him. I believe that the Lord can resurrect your dreams. I believe that the Lord can cause things that were dormant in your life to come alive once again. I believe that the Lord can restore, redeem, forgive, cleanse, and deliver, and set free things that in your life that were uh, blocking the, the, the flow of the Spirit. And I see the Holy Spirit is touching that right now. The atmosphere is changing now. 